Welcome back to the Bill Plate. My name is Asher. I'm with my co-host, Rainer. Hi, guys. Good morning, good afternoon, or whatever it is for you. Today, we have a very special episode lined up. We have my brother and your brother, another one, on our podcast as wow. a guest, Asa. And then Asa's friend, who pretty much could be a brother to us, Wesley. Mm-hmm. So why don't you guys say hi, and then we'll kick this episode, episode off. How you doing? Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank and you. This is Wesley. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> it seems like every time people listen to our podcast, they can tell who the brother is because the voices are always so similar. Wesley, you don't even have to introduce yourself like that because Ace's voice probably sounds just like mine. We have a very exciting... We have a very excited episode, um, and we excited. have is the episode itself excited. Yeah, it's exciting and it's excited. A very excited episode. It's like I'm so excited to be an episode. Uh, <laughs> but beside that, uh, we do have a great episode, and I'm so glad that we have a, a few guests on there. Uh, again, I want to sh- give a shout out to our listeners. We appreciate it so very much that you guys are here listening to us every week on Sunday. And of course, how we start our show every single week is we talk about the brain teaser. And brain last, teaser. Yeah, last, uh, actually last week, Rainer left us with a doozy. Can you go ahead and uh, give us give a lowdown? <laughs> it's about time for the brain teaser, about time. <laughs> Anyways, the brain teaser, I'm not sure I'm going to get it right because I don't have it in front of me, but it was basically a sundial has the least moving parts of any timepiece. Which, which one has the most? And the answer is, drum roll, guys, guests, please give me a drum roll. Asa, Wesley, guys, that's compliments to them. That's their drum roll. Thank the you. answer is a hourglass because of all the wow. little itsy bitsy what pieces a great of sand. Mm. Yeah, he has a lot of grit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can't you gotta love Asa for his puns. I mean, he's classic. Almost, almost even better at puns than the original pun master, Rainer. Oh, wow. it's on, man. You don't, you don't call Ooh. that. That you, you gave him a punt instead of a field goal, right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's our brain teaser. Uh, we give one off at the end of every episode. Today is going to be my turn to give one. Uh, we'll hear that at the end of the episode. Very excited. Now, if I am understanding this correctly, while I was, you know, at my job slaving away, you three were disc golfing. Is that right? Did you guys do some of that today? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We, uh, we went to three disc golf courses actually today. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. We went to a place called firefighter park, which is in my opinion, the best one we played, right guys. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, last so, one was in contention. It yeah. Was, the last one was pretty good. It was insane. Cause we, our gameplay was on fire, but we didn't see any firefighters there. And that was a little <laughs> <bizarre>. <laughs> I mean, Right. It was getting pretty lit out yeah. there. Let's just say that. Yeah. So, uh, just sure. a little bit of a background here. Um, Ash, Asa, and uh, Wesley—they came up just to play disc golf uh, this weekend. And like they said, we went to three parks: Firefighter Park, a place called Rainbow Park, which I think we can all agree <laughs> on. It was absolutely crap. Yeah, uh, it wasn't great. It um, was very bad. Even though it sounds close to my full name, Rainer Bro, it was the worst. <laughs> This it was cover. good for beginners, but beyond that, there wasn't a lot to it. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> wow, Wesley, that sounds like a humble brag. Only for beginners, huh? Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that sounded a lot more snarky than what I was. 
<laughs> Wesley, by the way, is very good at disc golf. For those of you who don't know, he was hitting putts today. He actually was lighting it up. Um, but I would think I was the worst one out there. And I don't say that a lot. Asa won. Uh, we did tie in our group play. Uh, we actually had Orv, as you guys, I know a lot of you are big fans of Orv. Oh, you love Orv. Love Orv. Big and fan. It was a lot of fun. He was actually there. It, the teams mm-hmm. were uh, Wesley and Orv versus Asa and I. And we actually all had a great time. It was a lot of fun. Nobody won. We ended up actually, Asa and I finally got the one stroke back we needed on the third to last hole. Yes. And yeah. we came through and just tied, out, tied it all the way out. And so this is not a disc golf channel. But, or podcast, <laughs> sorry, we're not recording a YouTube video, but that's kind of the synopsis on the day. Do you want to kind of mm-hmm. explain what disc golf is? Because I bet you a lot of people really don't. Yeah, know why don't is. Wesley and Asa tell us a little bit what disc golf is? The resident experts. Uh, whoa, yeah. sure. That's, sure. That's it. <laughs> okay, so disc golf, uh, if you haven't ever seen a disc before, imagine a Frisbee but it's made out of a more rubbery material. I don't know the plastic for sure or what it would be made out of. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you could do that part. <laughs> but you've got, <laughs> you've got everything from fairway drivers, long-range drivers, mid-ranges, and putters. Mm-hmm. And you've got, I don't know how they manage to do it, but all these companies, they make it so every disc flies differently. Mm-hmm. Um, some will curve to the right and then fade back left when you throw them. Some will go left and back right. That's called a hyzer, right? Hyzer and Anheuser. Okay. Are so some, that's how you right. release the disc. If you're a hip and you know what that is in disc golf, that's about all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> you could just say, just walk up to the tee pad and say, I'm going to release this with a little bit of Anheuser. Right. And, and the way they basically yeah <laughs> but the way you would separate a putter from a driver is the driver would have a thinner lip around it and then a mid-range would have a little bit of a thicker lip and then a putter would probably be the closest thing to a regular frisbee uh, out of the whole arsenal of yeah. discs so now quick quick question before we sum up it sounds like the term golf in there is this what's the how does it work is it very close to regular golf where we were trying to get the lowest amount or is it like basketball or football where we try to get the most amount? Right. It's, it's just like golf in the terms you're trying to get the lowest score. So you still have birdies, which is one under par and par is the stroke count that you want to achieve on the hole. So some expert, whoever it is, and no one knows it's the disc golf guy. He comes to a disc golf course. He says, this hole is worth four strokes or four throws in golf, or this hole is worth five throws. And this disc golf guy says, okay, this is what par is. This is what the average player will get, should get on this hole. And if you get a stroke above that, it's called a bogey, just like in real golf. And in real golf, if you get a stroke below, it's a birdie. Two strokes below, it's an eagle. It's, it's amazing that you you knew this because the way you play it almost looked like you were trying to get more points. <laughs> today, but, oh, no. Yeah, Ace is burning me because I really didn't do as good as I could have today. But I didn't do all that bad for the first round of the season. Don't, don't come at me too much. Disclaimer, he literally only finished one stroke behind us. And I should, I should remember to iterate your goal when you start from the tee pad is to throw it to a metal basket that they have set up. That's normally elevated probably about three, two or three feet off the ground with, and there's chains hanging from it. Wow. That sounds, and wow. That sounds kind of aggressive. To that basket. 
So this is incredible. I am so glad that we had a nice explanation of disc golf. It was totally not really planned, but I'm glad we got it out there because it is absolutely fascinating. Huge, huge shout out to Gina who just brought the crew here. Coffees, huge shout out. She just you know, got the it seems like every episode, Gina makes an appearance. It's either Gina or Danielle. It's like we we just always try to get our woman uh, into the podcast <laughs> as fast as possible. A woman. <laughs> very, very As a guest, I have to – We're going to be canceled tomorrow. <laughs> I have to throw out another name, uh, Marnie. Yeah, Marnie for help. sure. Because Marnie actually drove us up here today, and we were totally not paid by Marnie to drop her name. Marnie. <laughs> Marnie is our sister, for those of you who yeah. don't know. That's M-A-R- <laughs> and <I>. spell the name. <laughs> Leslie knows it. It's M-A-R-N-I. And, uh, yeah, Marnie is one of our sisters. For those of you who don't know, Asher and I have a lot of siblings. A lot. We'll be meeting them over the course of the next year, probably on our podcast. Most of them, we're trying to get them all on once, uh, at least once throughout the year. So we're doing a good job so far. And again, that's that's disc golf. Sorry for uh, taking your time if you came to listen to three D printing stuff. Well, you now, know, I gotta I gotta say, guys, um, I hope that when you were out today, wait, 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 Asher, Asher, Asa yeah. has a joke about every great podcast. What, what <laughs> okay. Every great podcast has an unnecessary portion of it explaining, explaining something that's really not crucial to anyone's everyday <laughs> like, like what you're doing right now. Exactly. That's the point of it. Okay, I stopped you and interrupted you for that. I'm really sorry. No, it's a great section. Great section. I almost feel like I have to do my duty, but what I'd really work on uh, is my transition to topics. And so here's just my transition from disc golf to what I'm talking about. I hope that while you guys were out there, it was too cold to really feel any type of insects or mosquitoes because we're going to talk about insect-inspired flying robots. Whoa, holy moly, the tech guy comes in like Michael Jordan for a layup. It does not disappoint. My goodness. Wait, wait. Okay, that whole analogy wasn't very disappointing. Yeah. If he, uh, Michael Jordan isn't going to do a layup. Oh, <laughs> analogy was worse than your gameplay today oh my god <laughs> these guys are being master protagonists today oh my god well you know i love it because the cheeky banter is always what a good podcast needs but i do want to talk about this incredible technology that uh, mit has kind of come out with <laughs> and um what it is, is it's basically drones that fly like mosquitoes or insects. They don't have propellers. They have wings, okay? And they use this new technology called a soft actuator. And that's actually the truth, if you get my pun there. Wow, that was bad. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> that was really good. Wow. That was, wow. That was... <laughs> wow, man. That one was so hairy. It was almost like Rapunzel. Yeah. <laughs> But I think it's really cool. Uh, basically, they're aerial robots powered by this new soft actuator, which allows them to withstand. What is a physical... soft actuator? Is it like the wings you're saying? It's like an air-powered thing that has wings off of it. I mean, do you know it's this? Classic. Or no? no, it's classic. Rainer jumping in before I have time to finish the exercise. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love it. Sorry, soft man. actuator is basically a um, well. I'm going to butcher this, 
but essentially it's a kind of think of it as like a constricting thing. So it's, it's a rubber and, um, uh, what is it called? And, and anoids, uh, not anoids. Anoid. Is it freaking man? I got to figure out what this is now. Cause it's uh, kind yeah, of annoying me. We're on the edge of a cliff right now. Yeah. With what a soft actuator is. is okay. It, uh, here we go. Here we go. It's basically built off of, of uh, basically electric ceramic materials, and they are basically they constrict right Piezo with electric. electrode electrode. There it is, and not an anode, an electrode, and they constrict back and forth really, really fast. So they're piezoelectrics. What? The piezoelectrics? Yes, that's it. I know exactly what those are. Yeah, those are very cool. They're, it's a very small substance that can be energized with electricity. Yes. And it, it can vibrate back and forth, just like you said. So, yeah, that's cool that they're using those. That's exactly what it is, and it does it really fast, and it can create some vibration. And it creates vibrations just like insect wings, and they're little tiny drones. Wow. Do they put cameras on these things? Yeah, they want to put cameras, but they also more specifically oh – Again. What, <laughs> what am Amazon's coming back. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> MIT. It all comes back to the same thing: human control. Yeah, human control. Well, what I'm going to talk about next is going to blow your mind. Hey, can, uh, I, can I get in for a real quick question? Yes. Yeah. So I and the listeners at home can kind of get a, a more of a full picture of the size of these things. Could we get like maybe a comparison to something? Uh, right now, the ones that the, they showed in the video and on the dot, the article I'm reading, it's about the, a little smaller than the size of an iPhone. iPhone. Yeah. Uh, where um, are you getting this article from so our viewers know? I get it from SciTechDaily.com. Um, and of course, I'll be more than happy to I'll be more than happy to post it in our Facebook group because uh, that's what I usually post really cool things like this in that group. And you can get even right. a more in-depth look at what I'm talking about. But what I really, really like about this is that they're able to withstand a lot of like uh, high winds. And even in even like physical like uh, obstacles and even forceful op op obstacles as well. If you were to push it, it would be able to easily correct itself without really any smart computers. So that's what's really really cool about it. And what they want to do is they want to do instead of having you know bees pollinate because bees are dying, they want to use these to do artificial pollination on crops. Whoa. So we can basically that's a game changer. It's a game, game changer. It is a We're going to all have so much almonds now because that's the number one thing at risk in my mind due to the lack of bees is almonds in California. I always hear we're going to lose our bees. We're going to lose our almonds that's because nuts. the bees don't pollinate the almond trees. Man, that's nuts. It is. It's nuts. <laughs> that's nutty. Dang it. You guys took it away from me. Asa was on that one way before I Asa's <laughs> like Henry Ford over here inventing the Model T. He's like way ahead of us. <laughs> that, that was a little better. That was a little better than this Michael Jordan. <laughs> I think that with this technology, we're going to see, a, you know, I always bring these, these kind of crazy technologies to the front to our listeners. And I think the benefit, the biggest benefit is that artificial pollination. But of course, you always have that other ability for, for, for surveillance, uh, for special operations that we might need. Um, but, you know, that's the scary part about this is that you could pretty much put whatever you want on these little guys um, and go crazy. But I will say that, it wild. Would, yeah, it would be wild. It would be quite the sight to see. So this is what somebody probably did in some lab. They're like in some top secret government lab. How can we develop an invasive 
insect-like robot, but then find a good cause for it to sell it to people. And then we get them used to it for this good cause. And then we can use it to spy on people. That sounds yeah. just like the guy. I mean, that's classic. <laughs> Asa comes in with like absolute agreement. <laughs> uh, agreed with that one. Yeah, for sure. That's for sure. I, I definitely agree with your statement there, sir. Thank you. Anyways, I, I do want to say it would be incredible uh, to just watch all of these take off and fly around. In fact, that kind of goes into my next topic about using retinal implants encrypt with 10,000 electrodes to give artificial vision to the blind. So that's pretty incredible. Basically, a whole bunch of electrodes are on the edge of these glasses and they'll look Basically, they're on the, the face of the blind person, and whatever they kind of are looking at, it will send then certain electrodes and and a, a uh, electrical signal back to the retinal implants that are embedded within the actual brain and eye, and it will give the blind a, a certain kind of vision. Uh, it's not full vision, uh, and the blind people have to kind of learn how to use it, and the way it's been described is that um, what it's going to look like is a lot of just dots, kind of visual dots that can slightly make out. So it's like cochlear implants. It's like cochlear for the implants eyes. for yeah. the ears, but for the eyes. Yeah. It's a game changer. That is a game changer, man. Actually, I just looked up what cochlear implants were for Wesley and A, so you don't know what those are. Basically, this is a way where you put it into your ear for deaf people behind mm -hmm. your ear, and it doesn't really give you sound. It gives you like buzzes and noises, but you can learn to interpret those into sounds and talking so you can learn to interpret those into words but you're not really hearing words it's more it's bypassing your ear canal and going all the way deep with a lot of fake artificial hair and it gives you artificial sound same thing what asher's talking about is they're coming up with basically i, I hope i say it's like cochlear no i actually think your description there is perfect and i think it's spot on and i i wanted to just quickly touch on that it's not something that we have to go into a lot of detail with but it is something that I think is, is just really important to put out there that we may actually be able to give blind people sight. So now we have hearing, we have sight. What's the last one? Touch? Do they already have a cochlear uh, uh, implant for touch already? Kind of? Uh, uh, I'm sure there's something out there. Probably. <laughs> just kind of wanted to see if we could cover all the senses. Mm -hmm. I was being sensible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Asher, that's a really cool story. I'm gonna have to keep my eye on that. Okay, so next up, Asher, and thank you for that awesome, uh, I guess, uh, tech update that we had today. Now mm -hmm. we're gonna move into a little bit more of some 3D printing discussion for the podcast this week. And for this, I'm going to have Asa and Wesley engaged because I have a funny story to tell. Oh gosh. And and this is not meant to upset anybody. This is just purely on the basis of something funny that happened when I started to 3D print something for Asa, actually. And it's a good thing he's here because we can talk about it. Asa yeah. came to me and said, hey. Yeah. So I came to him and I was like, hey, I have this idea for a couple of my friends. And I was like, so it's kind of what I'm thinking. Here's an acronym. Can we find a way to implement that into a keychain? And then... And so I said, yeah, I would love to. This is super creative. I, I'm a creative guy. Let me see what I can do for Asa because Asa is coming into town. Um, and I was like, okay, it's time to sit down and design this. So about an hour before or two hours before Asa comes into town, um, I sit down and I design 
what I thought was the most amazing keychain ever. It was this guy outline of what I thought would be a nice looking Jesus. It had like a cross figure and it had two eyes and a smiley face. And it had him, it looked like he was walking on water. So it had all these different aspects. And I was like, this is one great drawing. And I was so absorbed with it that I did not realize that this thing actually did not look as good as I thought. So, uh, and I'm going to let Wesley tell us what exactly, and we ended up calling him Gumpy Jesus. Don't be offended by that. But Gumpy Jesus has all the real effects of Jesus, but looks absolutely horrible and very, very much like the gingerbread man. But Wesley, <laughs> tell me what you thought when you first saw Gumpy Jesus. <laughs> At first, I had no idea what it was, but I was on board because he looked, he looked something special. Yeah. I'll tell you. <laughs> It was a mix in between so many different things. I couldn't pinpoint anything in particular, but I just knew it looked good. But it <laughs> it, it wasn't what the customer ordered per se. <laughs> and Asa, tell me what was going through your mind when I said, Asa, this is the keychain I made for you. <laughs> there is very few times in my life where I wish I was blind. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that is intense to the man. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't. It wasn't that it was. It it just. It was like he. I did, he it was came, so off from what you wanted. Yeah, and he came to me. I was like, oh, I was almost like, oh, that that looks good. Yeah, good job. <laughs> and here I am, like, yeah, doesn't this look great? By the way, don't worry, guys. Dumpy Jesus will be posted on Facebook, and we may even put him on Etsy under a different name, but he might have a cult following. He's that attractive as a drawing, in my mind, again, but this is the lesson learned. I mean, this guy is so sold on his own invention, and he's got multiple people telling him, buddy, this isn't that great, but here he is. He's like, dude, I believe in myself so much that I'm going to sell this product. Gumpy Jesus looks good. I mean, it just wasn't for well, the guy here, I designed it for. I hear so. Do you ever have a coworker you don't like or a boss you don't like? It's a great gift for them. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to the whole reason why I brought up Gumpy Jesus. Sometimes as a designer and quick prototyper person uh, as myself, you get carried away and you get absorbed into your mind and you forget to think about the criteria that was requested of you. And you just think of the high points that he mentioned. Asa mentioned, hey, this is kind of like a joke between us, this, this certain set of letters that we use. And I would like to put this on a keychain as a as like to remember our joke that we had. And I thought he meant I want a joke keychain with these right. things. So I came up with this joke keychain that I thought was the epitome of all things Jesus, but also maintaining a joke side of it. <laughs> wow oh that's a yeah, lot to take in that's the lesson for this week but the other thing i ended up doing is when asa got here and asa and wesley you can touch on this we started drawing the real keychain that we have right here by the way yeah Look wow i love that real, it looks really good so yeah we we the first design mainly wesley and rainer came up with was really good um but i don't think the my friends would really like that design so we we scratched that one um and we went for that guy yeah so 
So we had this one, and Ace is trying to be very uh, vague because he does not, and I, I say that word strange, and I know I'm going to get in trouble for it, Bag. but yeah, I think it's an Indiana thing, but yeah, Bag. <laughs> Bag. let's not go there. Bag. Anyways, Asa came to me, and he's like, hey, uh, I like it. we already mentioned the whole backstory, so he doesn't want really his friends to know, which are located in Florida, right? Sure, yeah, right. no So he doesn't yeah. want his mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Friends that are in Florida knowing mm-hmm. that he's making this keychain for him. So he really wanted me to keep it uh, not so high level, you know, or, or detailed on what we ended up with. Um, but what I did want to mention is during our keychain okay. development yeah. process, mm-hmm. we had a little drama between <laughs> Asa and Wesley. <laughs> well, and we, yeah, no, uh, we had to share a few choice words uh, for sure on some creative things so can we listen as an outsider i have no idea what the drama is and i absolutely love drama i've recently (laughs) take i actually recently started watching korean dramas so i am all about (laughs) wow here amazing guess who also watches dramas (laughs) romcomboy.com oh my gosh you made it in the episode anyways let's talk about this drama before we end things off with the brain teaser what I wanted to bring up is uh, um, why is Wesley's keychain design better than Asa's? And, and let's talk about it a little bit. Uh, Wesley, <laughs> describe your design. What did you come up with in great detail for the um, viewers? Okay, so if you imagine a four-leaf clover, kind of imagine that um, with a few more petals on it. That's the, that's the base of it. On top of it, you have Beautiful. a six-pointed star. Not, not five. Not a pentagram. You've got yeah, yeah, star Jerusalem on it. <laughs> uh, and you have the star Jerusalem on it, and that's coming out of the clover. And this is meant to be a keychain, mm-hmm. is what I was looking for. But uh, yeah, and then I was just going to put some letters on top. Some Hebrew letters, letters on his keychain. And yeah. Asa came in. We ended up designing this for Asa, for his friend. <laughs> and Asa comes. And I made you sound. But anyways, at the end of the day, I think Wesley's actually going to have me make his anyways. And he's mm-hmm. going to leave with a beautiful keychain. But that was kind of the drama. There's more than what we actually covered. Asa wanted to ask us a couple of questions here before we end things off. I know we said we'd go to the brain teaser. But Asa, how about you ask us a few yeah, questions so, and we won't take too long on them because we do have to get going for yeah, our brain. Absolutely. So these questions I kind of wrote down. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Well, back up. Do we have a fan? We, I think we have a fan. We have a fan. Mm-hmm. But we already knew that because uh, we have already our groupie, which is Philip, after he guessed the podcast. So we already knew we had fans, Asher. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Philip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this one's for Asher. Where do you hope the podcast will be in a year? Whoa, deep question. Ooh. Hey, I actually really like this question. So uh, to give some transparency, Rainer and I started this uh, in the middle of January, and our decision was to do it for a year. Uh, we know that we aren't going to be able to make every single week, especially around holidays and certain life events that are going to happen. But we wanted to do it not only just to connect every day, every week, but to also just to do something creative because we always want to to keep on top of our game and to always connect with each other. So I think in a year's time, I expect this to be 40 to 50 episodes, hopefully. And I hope that we have a decent following. 
uh, meaning that we have maybe right now we have about 23 repeat listeners. I hope by the end of the year we have 50 or 100. And I hope that we can not only gain these followings, not just for any monetary reason, but to bring happiness and joy and content to, to these people that we are making this podcast for. And so that's why that's our goal. Good. I really like that. Good answer. summary. I also want to point out really quick, you know who else has a large following? Mm. Gumpy Jesus. Jesus. That's, <laughs> oh, oh, no. that's going to be an HR problem. Uh, <laughs> and then this one's for Rainer. Why did you guys decide to start a podcast? Well, Asher kind of already yeah, kinda, touched uh, on it a little bit, but I will also say one thing that Asher didn't mention is that uh, I got a big wedding coming up this year. And without being congratulations, married. you're getting married. <laughs> wow. Hey, congratulations, wow. buddy. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Anyway, wow, Asher is my best man. Oh, that's and wonderful. Asher and I are close, but I felt like, hey, let's do something that will make us closer and we can also expand our personal hobbies. That's kind of the side benefit that we had. What Asher said earlier is exactly why we started the podcast, but what I found is that this is a surprise kind of side benefit. I'm becoming a lot closer to Asher because mm. every week we sit down, we talk not only about podcast things, but about other things that are related to this wonderful thing we're all playing, the game of life. <laughs> so I want to just mention as well that not only are you and I becoming closer, but we're having a lot of our other siblings and friends on. And I feel like we're always getting closer with the people around us just because we started this podcast. And I think that's incredible. Yes, this is really good. And this is some side benefits. Wasn't really what you asked. I love it. It's no, some that's... side benefits of what's going on I with uh, why we started it and some of the benefits we're seeing. Awesome. I appreciate that answer. Good. Uh, for Asher, what's one of your favorite memories with Rainer? You know, this is going to be a great, great memory. And I have a lot. But the minute you ask that question, this is what comes up. And there was a time when our older brother, Griffin, Live in this. another brother yeah never mentioned him before on the podcast griffin, griffin. Is, griffin is our <laughs> griffin oh he did so much this week for us <laughs> griffin is our oldest brother and one of the things that um griffin had that we didn't have back at our own house when we were living with our parents was call of duty oh. and one of the things that we would do is we would go over to griffin's house and it would be griffin or Rainer and me, and we would play four-person split screen, and we would do this for hours. And oh, I still it, remember this go. distinct memory where we were over there. They had this big couch with huge pillows, and we were playing for for days, for hours on hours and hours, and our eyes were bleeding basically, and <laughs> we were crying. But we were so tired. We were not crying. <laughs> we were emotional time for you guys. We were so tired that we were like literally laughing about the stupidest, yeah, laugh happy. And we grabbed the cushions, Griffin, Rainer, and Orb, and we just start just pillow fighting it and just <laughs> laughing the entire time. And we couldn't <laughs> shut up. We couldn't shut up. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah, this was, this Wild. is, this, Rainer's, it's just having traumatic, uh, traumatic block because I probably knocked him over the head a couple too, too many times. <laughs> that sounds like something we would do, though, for sure. Yeah, and so on that same day, though, I will say on that same night, 
back to Call of Duty, we're playing, and Rainer, and he's already mentioned this before, Rainer created, it's a little inappropriate, the Grande Dick. Okay. <laughs> if you really want to use the full, uh, you know, Spanish, it's Grande Pene. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you for making this uh, definitely a multicultural podcast. But anyways, the grande dick is where you you flashbang someone in the game and then you go and knife them. Is that right? It is a term that definitely will no. catch on. It is so fun to say when you do it and you say you just got grande dick. <laughs> This is my play style. I just gotta think of this every time. Oh, uh, no, no, I'm just going. Every time oh. you do that little sequence of events, like your name with a knife, right, right. that a flashbang with a knife, that uh-huh. you just grab a dick. <laughs> That's a great answer, Asher. I appreciate that. So, uh, kind of on the other side of the coin, what's one of your favorite memories with Asher? Uh, favorite memories with Asher. Well, one time we had a giant pillow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. Uh, my favorite, one of my favorite memories with Asher, and I was, we were not prepared for these questions, by the way, so this is going to be 100% genuine, was we used to build forts outside. Mm-hmm. And my favorite memory is building a sweet, like, fort outside. And I think we even, like, almost spent the night in there. It was, like, raining out a little bit. Oh, yeah. Forts, and we literally yep. slept outside with, like, weeds that were growing by the edge of the cornfield. And that was fun. That was like, and we also had some great times out in the tree line, out in the woods, which were also really fun. So we would used to build. But my favorite memory is basically we were, we we built those forts and we spent the night in it and we were all just, you know, not a care in the world, love and life. Those were good times. And I think about those, those times a lot when, when I think about my favorite memories with my brothers, but mostly that was you asked me for my favorite memory. That's it. That's I a good memory. That, that time when we built forts and we all slept in it together. Those are both really good answers. I appreciate it. Now I got one more final question for both of you. This one's a little bit of a, a drama, Turner. Rainer wanted a little drama in the podcast. So I thought about this one for Asher. And I will frame the question with some context oh for the listeners. Gosh. I did not know that we were going to have questions today, but this turned out as good content. Good content. Let's go. All right. Asher and me are part of a squad in Warzone consisting of four people. consisting of right consisting of four people asher myself wesley and our friend philip so here's the question out of the three squad mates who do you prefer to play duos with this is not fair this is not fair because here i'll explain i i have an obligation to choose asa because he's blood Mm -hmm. But I'm going to go for the more superior vote here because everyone in the squad is amazing. But if <laughs> <laughs> I can, I know that there are going to be certain people. There's going to be certain people who are going to watch this and be like, I will not play with you again. <laughs> and I will be honest. And this will be this. I think, you know, where if I'm going with the most respectful play, I think you guys are know where this is going to go. <laughs> I have to choose Philip. Oh! <laughs> All right, I respect it. I respect it. All right. You pick the one guy that's not here. That's actually a gutsy play. Considering classy. we could chew him out right, right. now. I mean, <laughs> that's classy. 
But I will say that I, I really I just play duos whoever's on. I wait until more people come on. Uh, so and and I think we can all agree that while playing Warzone, duos is not our favorite mode. So yeah. we try to get out of duos and into trios or squads as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that question. I am now going to get crap from Wesley and Asa after this. <laughs> Be a little passive aggressive. Well, I don't think Asa can give it. He gave that question. That is true. You, That's so. fair. That's yeah. a fair point. So only Wesley then it just leaves Wesley. <laughs> yeah. All right. And this last one's for Rainer. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> oh god be Jesus. <laughs> HR problem. Do you see yourself opening your own business? If so, what would it be? I actually do see myself in the future opening my own business. I have always planned on it. I just need to first align myself with the correct support group and it will be a injection molding uh, prototype shop to start with. Also, I want to add in even the production of 3D printing materials, like the filament actually making it for mm -hmm. the 3D printers eventually. Um, right now, I am what behind the ears. I'm not ready to do that, mm -hmm. but I'm placing myself in learning things and surrounding myself with people who can help me get there. So that's my goal right now. It's always been my intent to have a business, mm -hmm. uh, a real business that's successful. Um, we're talking uh, Trump status. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That might raise people's HR <laughs> problems. Oh my yeah. God. So many HR problems here today. Anyways, yeah. No, big business, huge. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to cut him off there just because. No, good question, though. All right. all right. See, that's all I got. Thank you. I have a lot of HR you know, problems though before starting my business. <laughs> before before I jump into the brain teaser, I just want to quickly say a few things. First being, thank you so much to Wesley and Asa for joining our podcast. It was a pleasure having you both on here. And it's always nice to have Rainer on because he is my co-host. So, you know, that's wow. always great. Oh my God. <laughs> this is like a tough oh, episode for oh. me. I've been getting hit. <laughs> Left and right. I'm like, oh my goodness. Hey, oh, hey you now you and me can give him crap. Yes, we are. I'm giving Asher lots of crap. All jokes aside, thank you for uh, for having me. Yes, thank you very much. This is fun. Yeah, I would like to echo Asher. Oh, we're gonna end it with a bang then. We're gonna end it with a bang, and that bang is go. the teaser. So it's very very easy. Uh, well, it's not easy, but it's very short. And uh, it's gonna go like this. I have to get in the accent. Well, we always the do accent. a little bit of an yes, accent. Thank you so much, kind <laughs> sir. Please give me the accent in the break. Look, look, we are going to do it in the Russian accent. How can it plus it equal four? That's a bad Russian accent. But how can eight plus eight equal four? There is an answer to this. If you Jesus know it, don't you say it. Into that one. <laughs> please, please. Oh. Anyways, can you say it one more time yeah. with a different accent? I didn't like it. How about American? Oh, uh, yeah, I can actually do American. Cheerio. Uh, how can 8 plus 8 equal 4? How oh, can eight I thought this plus is eight equal accent. 4. Because I thought you said, how can 8 plus 8 equal 4? And I was like, how the heck is 8 plus 8 even <laughs> <in the> numbers? <laughs> Maybe the accent's too much, but I want to repeat it if none of those accents were clear enough. <laughs> How can 8 plus 8 equal 4? Okay, thank you. Asher, that's a great brain teaser. 
everybody if you have any answers at all or you want to just participate with this thing of our podcast that's awesome <laughs> talking like yoda almost you can reach out email us at the podcast at gmail.com or you can direct message me on facebook i would gladly take the guesses there now and if you have the answer correct we will send you a free bill plate podcast premium quality with the top of the line PLA plastic keychain. And let me tell you, you don't want to miss this. And let me tell you, I've seen these things in person. They look nice. Thank you for listening. This podcast has been produced and edited by Asher and Rainer Brown.